2: Hi, I'm John McEnroe. I'm Bjorn Borg. This
0: is Martina Navratilova.
1: I'm Mats Vilander. I'm Stan Wawrinka. I'm Leighton Hewitt. I'm Andy Murray.
2: And you're listening to The Tennis Podcast. Well, just when we thought we couldn't get a better guest than Goran Ivanisevic, who do we find to have brunch with in Melbourne? But Mary Carillo, Hello,
1: Kid. Very nice to be back
2: with you. Oh, it's a joy, and uh, we have so much to talk about. Um, we're coming towards the end of another Australian Open, no, but it has been, I think, an amazing tournament. What do you amazing think? Amazing tournament.
1: I've loved every, and every single day. There's been something nice to say, not Hasn't
3: it been? Yeah. I mean, I mean, for us, the, the. I mean, that's when, that's where we as broadcasters earn our money, right? Telling the stories, telling the news stories that people don't know about yes. um, and there have been a lot of those
1: what's been your favorite oh. you, what do you walk away with well it
3: depends what happens tomorrow I doesn't know. it the women's final I mean I think I think either way that's, a, that's one heck of a story I hadn't realized how incredibly rare it is for a first time slam winner to, to win the next slam it has never been done in the open era in Men's tennis, right? And the last time it was done in women's tennis was 2001. Jennifer Capriati. yeah, wow. Yeah. It, I mean, it's just not, it just doesn't happen. As he also
1: would say, it's a long time between drinks, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, Naomi Osaka going for the double major, yeah, and, and she looks magnificent. But then,
3: equally, if Kvitova does it, that's also uh, that, great. that's that's one that's that's, that's one of the Biggest, most
1: overwhelmingly emotional comeback stories in sports. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and I, I just read this morning that she would be the oldest first-time major winner at 28. Kerber was also that, but she was a little older than uh, than uh, yeah, uh, not 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 major winner number one. She'd First
0: be time the, number one. The yeah. oldest
1: first-time number really? one. Yeah, Kerber was 28, but she was a little bit older. How about wow. that? That's a good one. And, and if it's true, it's how crazy. is How is Petra Kvitova
3: the oldest anything? I know.
2: Courtney K- was telling she, me yesterday that Petra Kvitova, rem- well, reminded me that she was one match away from world number one in 2012, 2012. Here exactly against Sharapova. Yes. Um, and, you know, that's seven years.
1: Yes. And five years since she, you know, won a title. I mean, now she's back in the hunt. It's an amazing story. She And what she's been through. How about her press conference yesterday? When she when she was telling us that her doctor didn't even tell her, but in the second month he was very worried that the that the scars were very tight and he wasn't sure the you know she'd be able to really come good. And I mean, there was a, a chance she would never be able to play any kind of real tennis at all. She still has night terrors. She's she still you know worries about her safety. And here she is about to walk on the stage with Naomi Osaka. She it's, has, a, it's a it's remarkable. It's great. And she's so lovely.
2: She has a sort of quiet, unassuming strength, doesn't she? So does Osaka. Yeah. Yeah. You
1: know what you know what I have been listening to to the tennis podcast for the whole two weeks. Yeah. And you keep talking about players that sort of disappoint in important <laughs> ways. No, really, like Grigor and you know. Oh. It, there Grigor. are players like Grigor, for me, like Madison Keys, like they have to grow fangs right and i'm not and and you know that, like someone like serena someone like rafa someone like i think sisipa has it he just couldn't show it against rafa last night bohemian rhapsody has been silenced but there are some like like zverev we were at the press conference and with gradman he wasn't nearly as disappointed and angry and, and aggravated after losing so badly to roundage. I can only assume he hadn't fangs. seen Yvonne Lendl at that point. Oh, exactly. I had my hand up and they switched to German, but that's what <laughs> I wanted to ask him. Like, at what point do you have a true autopsy of that match? And what will Yvonne say to you? And, and, and what, what how will he, he respond throw at you? to that? Yes. Yeah.
2: Do, do you know he that needs
1: he, fangs. And, and you're, so then here's my question Do you have to be born with them? Can you coach someone to have fangs? And I've seen Yvonne Guligan didn't have them. She ate daffodils, you know? Like she, there was nothing carnivorous about that woman, but every now and then she'd hit this purple patch and win majors. But there are very few champions I've ever known that weren't that way. The give, thing- me, give me the book. I am going to figure out a way to win this match, no matter what.
2: But also in terms of the the, the reaction, score. the reaction to the disappointment of, of losing. Now it may just be words, but Zverev is one and there's a number of them that talk about Grand Slam losses just like any old yes. loss. Oh well, you know, if I'm gonna get that upset about this loss, I'm gonna be upset a lot this year, aren't I? Because I I I want I'm them gonna to
1: be furious. I'm gonna yeah. lose
2: <laughs> I'm gonna lose fifteen times this year. No, no. You're gonna lose twelve times at events that aren't that big a deal and then you're going to lose at the grand Slam. no
1: and by the way I, I still like him very much Sasha Zverev and I still believe in him but that's what I think is missing from his game but he's trying to he's trying to
3: import it in with Lendl isn't he can yeah. someone sort of have fangs on your behalf that's what I want to know
1: can you coach that
2: well, Goran was saying you can't. wasn't a yesterday. Yeah. He, he was saying past just has it. I, I, I agree with Goran about that. I love that dude.
3: But would, would you describe Petra Kovitseva as having fangs? Yes, quiet,
1: quiet ones. Quiet the, fangs. Invisible ones. You Little, don't, you know, she's got a lovely smile, but guess what's in there? <laughs> and I feel the same way about Naomi Osaka. And, and, I mean, yeah. what,
2: what makes Osaka tick? Because I, I find I could watch her talk all day, just <laughs> in a press conference. I could watch her face and... and Whatever kicks off the latest thought in her head that ends up being funny, or because it's so off the wall, yes. you utterly unpredictable what she's going to say next. And, and I'd love to know what's going on in there because it feels like there's a heck of a lot, you know.
3: Yeah, she said she said yesterday I felt like I was stuck losing in the third round of slams for forever, and every, years, yeah. everyone looked at <laughs> one another and they were like. This kid's like forty yeah. years younger than us. Exactly. <laughs> she, yeah, you she's already a major Burper champion. She's, yeah, she's talking
1: about yeah. yeah. I was stuck in the third round for years.
3: But she was yeah. like, that felt like a really big thing to me that I wasn't doing it at majors. That I was, I had this sort of block at the third round stage. Yeah.
1: Yes. Well, some people are so obviously willful, like Serena, like Rafa. has got the greatest body language in the history of tennis.
2: He does, doesn't he? Yes. yes. That's true. Yeah, I, mean, I mean,
1: so you're looking over the net and you're thinking, this guy still thinks he's going to beat me. He seems very sure of it. I don't think enough credence is given to body language. Oh, I, I think
3: you. you've got to... Look like at Naomi yesterday. You well. Know? Well, yeah. I mean, I, I know there's this... Oh, I'm sure some coaches would say you've got to be yourself and feel like you're being yourself out there, but I think fake it till you make it. You know, that's kind of what John McEnroe was telling Milos Raonic when they worked together, wasn't it? I know that the at the at the bad end of that, you have the Tim Menman fist pump.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Don't you dish the fist pump. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um,
3: but that's a, I'd say that's an extreme example
1: of that not but, going well. But when Kevin Anderson, a couple of years ago, went to a sports psychologist, he said, the sports psychologist said to him, who who has the best body language on tour and he said Rafa and he said try to do that and then he over roped. It. Yeah. it looked kind of it looked awkward. And,
2: and
3: now
1: he's dialed it back.
3: But, but you, know you can't say you can't say come on to Kevin. Is that still the rule?
2: Yeah, he, he, he was, just say commit. That's what he wanted okay. his team to say at the time. Okay. That's, that's what the psychologists told him. But, but
1: I think that's why you like Danielle Collins so much. Grit. Thanks. Just, just,
3: uh, just unashamed, undisguised, naked ambition. Naked ambition. Yeah,
1: I love, I love that she doesn't care. But you know who also I like, and it's again, it's it's quieter. But Karolina Pliskova has developed into a much better competitor, which is what Conchita Martinez and Renee Subs have tried to get her to be. Is much more positive out there. Like, don't start sulking.
2: She didn't if, go away, did she? Last she didn't night. go
1: away, and 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 it was. a... Pretty good match, wasn't it? Yeah, it's great. It was match. a good match. Really but she it. is, I don't know if you get Western movies in Great Britain, but you know what a gunslinger is? Yeah. Oh yeah. The way she walks, that sort I of Western. that slow, bow-legged walk. You know, doesn't say much. <laughs> the sheriff is back in town. Draw. Pew pew pew. That's who she <laughs> is to me. And I told that to Stubbsy years ago when she had her run at the Eos Open. And Renee liked it and told it to Carolina. Who really likes that idea? She's a gunslinger.
2: Yeah, you don't have, to, a, actually, you don't have to. show it.
1: You don't that, have to. Just,
2: that's what yesterday's match was, wasn't it? Yeah, two gunslingers who just went out there, but, and there was no defence. No. Just. But go then she for still it.
3: comes in to press Karolina Pusheva and gets asked why she doesn't show more emotion on the court. Yes. Like, I mean, she dealt with it so graciously, but how, like, how tiresome must she find that? First of all, like. None of the none of the cool, calm, and collected male players are getting asked about that. Is anybody asking Roberto Bautista Agut about, you know, why don't you smile more, Roberto? Why don't you? And second of all, like, go away. I've just reached a Grand
1: Slam semi-final. Go, just go away. Right. By the way, I think I told you, you know, Reem, who writes for Sport 360. We love Reem, and she's been just. Freshing it for the last couple of months. She's mm. been in the Middle East and she's here yep. on the road for months. Just keeps filing stories, and I read every one of them. And I told her at the beginning of the tournament, "You are the Roberto, the Roberto Batista Agut of the press room." <laughs> and Reem lit up. This tiny little woman said, "Do you really think so?" She knows how <laughs> flattering a compliment that was.
2: <laughs> what am I? Yeah. Um, no, so that's there you not go. good as that. You're
3: you're the Monica Nicolescu, we've been over this. Right.
2: Yeah. My my game. Well, it's, it's five years since we played, so it's know, very
1: disruptive.
2: The the re- yeah. Annoying. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah
1: aggravating. Full of drop
2: shots. No movement. Um, <laughs> so when when you look at this final, what what do you see what do you see happening? Because I I just really can't. I can't predict it at all.
1: Well, and they've never played. So there's no yeah. data that we can fall back on, is there?
2: Do you think... It'll, do you think... Sometimes I've seen a, bit of a matches which have been not good to watch because they're just unforced error fests. Yes. You know, two two players maybe just blasting the ball and nobody getting any consistency. Right. Do you think we could end up with that? Oh, I hope
1: I hope it's a cage match. I mean, I really do. <laughs> I, I think they're both playing at the peak of their powers. Yeah. And... and they both. I mean, Osaka is very ambitious, and Kvitova, what did she say? I love playing in finals. She's got like a 26-7 and seven record. She's won her last eight.
2: That was a wonderfully understated, menacing line. Yeah, exactly.
1: It? And she's obviously, This is, she's never lost in her two Grand Slam finals before. I think I'd be very surprised if it wasn't a very high-quality match. I hope there's a roof overhead, because I just think everyone plays better indoors. That was very clammy conditions yesterday. I don't know why. Like at Wimbledon, okay, it makes sense to put roofs over at Wimbledon because it rains there a lot. Here it's very hot. That's why they put the roofs up, right? Use them. Yeah, there the were poor people ball kid that couldn't
3: put his hands down on the on and the on the court because it
1: was too hot. Catherine, I mean, the fans couldn't hold on to the guardrails because they were too hot yesterday. And it, you know how crowded it gets around here. I mean, that's
2: well, what is, uh, what does Jim Courier think about it? Because I remember him winning the title here twice, and he excelled in the real heat. He, the
1: hotter, the better.
2: For a well,
3: Osaka like said I was disappointed the reef came across because I thought, hey, forty degrees. She actually said, "This is
1: my time to shine." Yes, yeah. she wanted the sun shining. Out. <laughs> yeah, and so Danielle I like, Collins, I I think. I, She was was the only person in Melbourne who who wanted the the roof to stay open. (laughs) The only one. I I made a terrible joke, joke, by the way. I thought of you when I said it. We showed a a shot of the Vogue editor. Anna Wintour was in the crowd yesterday. We had a tight shot of her. And I said, what did I say? It was really stupid. I said, this is the only thing resembling winter. (laughs) Ha, (laughs) ha, ha. The tiniest human yes. life form. But known she spoke to man. out. She spoke out in a big way against against that the Margaret Court Arena is still named. Yeah. The Margaret Court. She took some big swings. Yeah. I mean, at I, the
3: Prime I, Minister I, too. I don't think I'd ever even heard her speak before, and suddenly she's no. saying interesting words. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. She said it's un. It, it's sort of unbecoming of, of this tournament and everything it stands for. Yeah. she's yeah.
1: Um, Anyway, but no, tomorrow's final. I can't imagine it would be anything but a high quality. The way they're both playing, as hungry as they both are for it, I think it will be great. I'm not sure who's going to win. I don't think the lefties here have looked very impressive. Rafa and Petra. Yeah. They've been. I'm not saying this just because I'm a lefty. Yeah, we're annoyed. We are.
2: (laughs) That's what we're. That's what we're here for. And poor old Sitsipas. Oh my God. I mean, he was. I didn't think he was even playing that badly.
1: It didn't matter. It didn't, he had no effect on the outcome of that match. I actually think that... Yeah, of course, Rob has won 11 Roland Garros' titles, but I'm much more impressed with him when he's playing great tennis on grass or hard because it's not, it's not his, his surface. It's not organic to his being.
2: Yeah, I particularly like it here or at the US Open when he's forced to stand up and not back off and just... I mean, he... I, I I came to the view that it was straight after the Dimonor first three games when he'd gone twenty minutes running with his kid and he just thought enough of it. Yes, and he just, swat, he just swatted him, and and thereafter he's just been rolling through people, right? Trying and to the, trying to the, blast them off the court. The
1: aggressive dimensions he's added because of his injuries and his age are. It's amazing to me how well he's serving, how well he's going after. His, he's hit some forehands that will live forever in my, in my brain pan. No, so I'm very, and I think Kvitova has also. Is she playing better now than when she won Wimbledon?
2: Well, when she beat Bouchard in that final, that, that, was, that was incredible tennis. It was like two and two or something like that, wasn't it? I don't think it was and, that much. Yeah, and Bouchard so, three, just. Couldn't. She couldn't even compete with her. Right. It was it was almost embarrassing to watch. I felt for her, you know, on the stage, uh, a little bit like Cissepats yesterday. You you see this look on their face, but no, but this isn't how I thought it was going to go. I mean, I thought I'd already made up my mind yeah. that I was going to be closer, or it'll probably win. <laughs> After the last time I played Nadal, I,
1: I, but again, Cissepats was so beside himself. So, I mean, he was barrest. so woeful. He was bereft. That's what I want to see. That's why I think he's going to win a lot of majors. Yeah, that that, that killed him. He it's thought he was hurts, goal, He thought he was he could win that match. And what did he win? Six games, right? The idea that it crushed him. Mm. That he he'll know what to do with that. That he'll and he was heavy legged. I thought you know he it was and he's playing this lefty stuff that, I mean no one can really keep up with when Rapa is at his best. You
2: know. Well, do do you feel therefore that this Nadal would be too much for Djokovic as well?
1: I I came in here figuring it's Novak's to win. Now I, I, I'm gonna I would have to give an edge to I know how I, I know how you beat Rafa if he's behaving this way. <laughs> yeah. I really and and but the thing is when Rafa had his bad couple of years, it's because Novak owned him. Didn't he win him he beat him six straight times or something yep. and all of a sudden Rafa's forehand is getting jumpy and short and he, he stopped he's thinking to himself back then, I can't beat this guy. I really don't know how to beat this guy. He's figured out how to beat anybody right now. It's it's breathtaking. It's there there have been rapturous passages in his matches. And he hasn't what, he hasn't dropped a set? And if he wins this I, I think he's going into the final for like the seventh time without yeah. having dropped a set. Uh, he's done that in majors before, but a lot of them are happen on red clay. Yeah. I, I cannot imagine someone turning him back at this stage. But
2: I, I also I just hope it's not a six hour final if it's Djokovic. Uh, sometimes, in the last few months, for Djokovic, I've, he's looked a little bit out of breath. You know, during matches to when it's got tight with Medvedev the other day there was a little spell where yeah. he looked like he'd slightly gone for a few minutes he got it back but I'm not sure we, I'm not sure whether Djokovic has quite got the, re, the resilience he used to have I mean I suppose the five set match he played against Nadal at Wimbledon would, would suggest otherwise but that I don't know a great match. that was a hell of a match it would be, it'd, it'd be... We're sort of writing off Luca Puy yeah, here. Should, yeah.
3: should we cover ourselves and have a 30-second chat about Luca Puy?
2: Well, this will be going out after that match. <laughs> what do we think will happen? Straight <laughs> set. There we are.
1: No, now, I'm, I'm very
3: happy for Steve.
2: I always though,
1: thought yeah. he was a, a nice guy. I, I thought he was just... And I don't mean to demean an entire country. I just thought he was a little too French. You know? Like, <laughs> maybe not working as hard as he needed to on his game. He was already great. He was making a lot of dough you know and i think he sort of and that emily moresmo has gotten him fit and focused again is absolutely tremendous because he's i like him a lot yeah it's a i charm. like him a lot yes
2: it's, it's quite it's quite important as well isn't it that moresmo has been able to uh, get back into coaching a, a man at the top level and and have such an immediate impact when you consider there's only one i think there's only there's only Kukushkin, who's uh, is it his wife that yeah. coaches him. Yeah, uh, An and Istamin. Istamin's Istemin, 101 in the world, but I mean, he's, he's the other one. But, you know, to actually open the eyes of players to think, well, why not?
1: Has Emily Moresmo given Luca Pui fangs? Discuss. Yeah,
3: Maybe. Yeah, because well, you don't think of Amelie Moresmo as having fangs, but they, no. mu- they, they well, are there. Well, she
2: did. Bec- she did. Because she had to deliver on the, on the most important stages. And I, I think that... She had a hard time delivering it at the French. Yeah. yeah. Well, yes. But she
1: won, she won here in 06, and she won Wimbledon in 06.
2: I got the sense with Pui, I don't know the bloke, but it seemed to me uh, he's got so much talent. Yes. But it, there's quite a few players... They get to twenty in the world, and they're, they're okay with that, no. you know. And they're getting a good living, and they've got a lovely and a, and life. And a lot of them
1: are French. <laughs> <laughs> Again, there's something Gallic, maybe about about that attitude that they are loving life. And I and I love the French. I love Monfils, I love Songa. I'm a big fan of Puy. I'm delighted that he's going to end up maybe living up to himself. Because yeah. that's how I guess what I feel with those is coming off a of wrist surgery. I love their. I love how. And I don't clever want, they are I, and I, don't how want to do that.
2: I don't want to do that down because I'm not saying that I'd be different because I think what you have to give of yourself to, yeah, to produce more yeah. than that yes. is Maybe unhealthy for some people you know there's
3: there's also a chicken and egg thing I think about they're also talent I mean they're cliches aren't they the words we use about all the French players natural talent and flair and all of that but they are there's this whole generation of French male players very artistic that share an extraordinary number of traits and Maybe when talent has come that easily, that, that lulls you into, that that almost lures you and coaxes you into a feeling of, okay, well, I'll just get into a little groove here, and, and my my talent and a certain amount of work will get me to a certain place. and
1: Yes. Yeah. That's the thing. When you see somebody and you can see the talent spilling out of their sides, you wonder, you know, why don't you, you know, why do you stuff all that stuff back in and... <laughs> Maximise it. Yeah, exactly. So I'm very happy for luca
2: what, what, what do you think of the the scheduling of matches here terrible. over this period, where you have? <laughs> okay, explain.
1: Terrible. No, I, I go ahead. You finish your thought. I mean, you know, but I've already I, I
2: waited. I know that this has been the way it's been for for years. It just hit me yesterday that you've got the two women's semi-finals. They're in the afternoon, in the height of the heat. Okay, they closed <laughs> the room, but it's the afternoon here it's the middle of the night in Europe I know, I know maybe it works for American TV better but it, it, there's no question the night match is where it's at Right, right? that's the show and so you, you're not giving the women the, 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 the stage really, the, the big stage and you're saying to the men okay well, well we'll stagger you over two days and one of you's worse off for, 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 for the finals so yeah. it doesn't work on either level
1: no I, I don't know why they d- insist on doing it that way. I'd, I'd love for them to change that. Mm. Yeah, market forces. Yes, that's what that's
3: people say <laughs> in the most lazy. It, I mean, it is. It's it's the most incoherent, um, unnuanced reflex to yeah. to fall back on market forces without without any moment to well I mean first of all first of all you, it, it, uh, let's just accept the premise of market forces which I don't because to accept it is to say there is a greater interest in men's tennis than women's and I don't think necessarily that's the case certainly not at this tournament I think Naomi Osaka is selling as many tickets oh, yes. here as anyone frankly yeah. and as many people are tuning in for her as, as anyone Um but let's say we accept market forces for a moment does nobody have the the cognizant capacity to to contemplate and process the fact that we all have the power to influence those markets and we are all defining those markets and creating them and you know if if we'd never intervened in markets we'd still have slavery it's Uh, it's very frustrating
1: because everyone... Well, we've been we've been driving through this same mud hole for quite a long time now. Why would we change? Yeah.
3: Because yeah,
2: like, it's a mud hole?
3: <laughs> yeah. It's so simple.
2: It's Mary, what would you change in tennis if I could give you, I don't know, three things that you could change in How long in have you ca- got? <laughs> give me three things. Is, what well, would your top three be?
1: Oh, boy. All right. Uh, 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 all of the stupid all of the stupid cups. Our cups runneth over. There are too many cups. There's the Davis Cup. There's the Labor Cup. There's the ATP, whatever that's called, cup. coming soon. No. that's like, it a cup? Yeah, cup. Oh, yeah, it's cup. A cup. Yep. oh, yeah, it's a cup. Oh, yeah. Why don't we just get a huge punch bowl and and get rid of all these little <laughs> cups. Chuck them all in together and that make one good one. That would be, no, honestly, yeah. too many cups. Too many cups, and it'll be, it's too ambitious. Fed mind. Cup the Fed.
3: No one seems to...
1: I know. I saw Dave Haggerty. I stopped him at breakfast the other day, and he said, because he knows how furious I am, that not one dollar of the three billion that has suddenly come upon the Davis Cup is going to Fed Cup. And he, he said it was a great... It was, And I, I like Dave. He's a nice enough guy, but, but I've mixed it up with him a couple of times. He said that as of 2020, there will be twice as much money in Fed Cup. All they need now is the city and the money. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> he basically and, and obviously it was short it was a drive-by conversation, so I'm not discrediting what he said, but it just sounds like there are a couple of pinholes that had to be filled in the Fed Cup story. <laughs> are you all right, Catherine? <laughs> I think we've lost Catherine. <laughs>
2: uh. Right, so that's one.
1: Okay, that's a big <laughs> one
2: though. Let's ditch some cups. <laughs> And get one big punch bowl. Yeah. The, um, the Davis Bowl. What do we want to call it? The, the, the Davis Bowl. The Davis Bowl. It's
3: big enough to... There you it, go. It,
1: I mean... No. Um, so that's a big one. Okay. Uh, I still believe in a, in a much longer off-season.
2: And, and, and actually, we were just talking about that while we were having our lovely brunch at this yeah. establishment that I don't know the name of. Um, that... You, you you pointed out that you feel like the the, the standard of women's tennis here is higher than any of the other slams, and and I mean, and we have some fantastic matches. Think of Wozniacki, Halep, and halop yes. Kerber last year. All these matches, and y- your view is that the off season being longer on the women's side contributes to that.
1: I think it, I think it is. It's one of the reasons, but that, I think that's the biggest because they're coming in fresh. They're coming in most most of them healthy. Uh, they even like seeing us at least for the first couple of rounds until they get sick and tired of us they're
2: actually pretty that, that, <laughs> that, that pre-event press conference it is Serena. like hey is that I'm, I'm, you guys you Serena did okay Serena
3: she,
1: she declined the opportunity yeah. is that was that the phrasing that's my phrasing yeah she declined the opportunity and then when some, when she was asked about the US Open she said literally no comment that was that was what she said. That's, it started and ended right there.
2: Does that disappoint you?
1: Um, it doesn't surprise me. Yes, of course it disappoints me. I, I mean, if she's completely over it, she should have been able to speak about it. And if she's not over it, then she should really speak. I mean, I, look, she's not, I mean, no one's going to change her mind.
2: No. Do you think it was on her it.
1: mind
3: that Asalka was in wait? In the semifinals? I think in the Pliskova everything. Match. I
1: think the footfall threw her off in such a big way. Really? I think, look, she's had a lot of, you know, she had the footfall problem against Kleichers at the US Open 2011. I think, and who knows, because no one really asked her about it. I, I wasn't at that press conference. I wish I had been, because I would have tried to ask her things. And, but I, I think, honestly, it, and then she hurt herself. And by the way, I spoke with Renee Stubbs. Sluskova didn't know she got hurt. According to her, I said you you got to be kidding me she didn't win another point on Sir. Renee says she had turned around she didn't like she didn't see that Serena was injured and it's probably she, helped and that's what she said it helped because if Carolina had been aware of the fact that she'd been hobbled she could have choked she oh, could have she could have thought more about Serena and less about herself. Yeah. It's
2: a wonderful mental game How tennis. C- so horrible. unbelievable. It's the effect. So right, we've had two. So, all right, we, so, we need. We're going to, need to get rid of the cups. We need to shorten the off season on the <laughs> men's side. Getting rid of some
1: cups would, would help with number two.
3: Yeah,
2: correct. Right. We, Who we, the hell
1: wants to play Davis Cup in November? Like we're and making how many, progress here. Yeah? yeah, yeah. Why? Okay, I don't want to be the commissioner of tennis. I, I want to be the minister of taste.
2: Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> I just well, think our
1: sport lacks taste.
2: Catherine, on the tennis <laughs> podcast, you and I between us have the power to vote this through. Yeah. Hand in the air. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. On
1: radio. Minister yeah. of Taste,
2: Mary Carilla, <laughs> here on the tennis podcast. Okay, so if wait, what it? is
1: number three. Give me yeah. you two tell me what am I missing? Those Ooh. to me are the, the two big ones.
2: Number three. Yeah,
1: is there a number three that really aggravates me? So many little things get to me, but <laughs> I don't know if there's a number three. what's the bronze? We have the gold, too many cups. Yeah. We have the schedule, that's the silver. What's the last part of the podium of things that need to go away? in terms of big scale stuff
3: I mean I've got my own agenda here I would have more women in positions of power ah, well, where yes. are they? I mean okay, that's a good number three that's a, I mean that's what Billie Jean King is pushing for all the time yes. isn't it? Um, because then it filters down there's too much <laughs> I don't want to put words in your mouth you're welcome to whatever number three you like but I, I like that I, pro- I
2: propose yeah I mean I, I've sort of had to I've had to learn this viewpoint uh, and, and deconstruct my own my own belief systems just based on 40 years of being a bloke, really, and um, and realize that actually it's not it's not conscious. So much of it is not about conscious decision making; it's about just things not occurring to you because you're a man and this is the way it is. Well, look, and, I, I
1: tell you because um, I've been at this. I'm a lot older than both of you. Um, I'm entering year 62 not the years it's the miles frankly (laughs) it's the miles that are getting me more than anything but I bash on anyway so I've I've been lucky enough to know Billie Jean for a very long time and there have been times when I've gotten so frustrated with the politics of the sport or with this not being able to call men's tennis or all this nonsense and Billie has been my uh, my guiding light because she will always say to me you have to stay you have to stay you have to stay in the room.
2: You have to keep going.
1: You have to stay in the room because if you go outside and just throw rocks at the windows, nothing happens. You have to stay in there and, and stay the course and and keep. you have to keep going. I mean, Billie Jean for years fought with the United States Tennis Association and now the entire U.S. Open place is named after her because she stayed in the room and she kept trying. And that to me is... And, and yes, I agree with you, Catherine. It, it, would, be, it would be nice if... People understood that. The people understood that, you know, you have to be in that room. The room where it happens, as it were. Mm. As as It's a reference as that Hamilton David isn't say. getting a text him a couple
3: uh. of months ago and said, I'm seeing Hamilton he uh. said, Who's that? Uh. Yeah.
2: No, I'm with it. I'm with yeah. this one. No, you have to so. you have
1: to hang in there and and hopefully it gets easier for the next one.
2: So do you, yeah, do you, do you have hope? That it is improving, that they, and and if if you consider the the history that you've had in the sport, are things better now than they were?
1: Oh, I got to tell you, I like even and and like a tennis channel. Lindsay and I call men's matches together. You know, the men call women's matches together. Like, and I I take issue with all manner of things everywhere I work. I'm always barking at something, but. The fact that, you know, that that can happen is a, is a good thing. Martina yep. Navratilova will call the men's final,
2: you yep. know? No, and, I, and I have to say, I, I, I just feel like Mar- Mar- Emily Maresmo's, um, the run here, I, I hope, I mean, I'm an optimist generally, but I just feel like that might be a difference. It
1: validates her, that it? It but, validates the whole premise that, you know, why not? Yeah. And, and, and anyway, everybody's, every child's first teacher is their mother. Mm. I mean, this isn't, I don't know why the, it's so extraordinary to, to think any other way. And, and what I also, again, I don't like on-court coaching. I'm utterly against it for, for all kinds of reasons. But, and my, my general feeling is, and this is, I'm a mother, I've got a couple of kids. You, all you try to do is create grown-ups. Who can stand on their own. I mean, that's what, to me, coaching is parenting. You yeah. you try as hard as you can to make yourself obsolete. You know? I mean, that's that's the whole point, and and I think women are very good at that. My son, I'll give you a casual example. <laughs> I was out of the country, who knows where I was, and my son called me up. He was 16 years old, 17 maybe, and he said, Mom, I lost my wallet. And I'm already thinking, oh, my God, I, uh, and he said... I've already got my license. I canceled my credit. I'm thinking, oh my god, my pointy-headed child is actually <laughs> taking care of this whole thing on himself. his own. <laughs> Who did but that's, it? you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you don't have to baby, you don't have to babysit them yeah.
2: forever. And we've seen um, uh, Simone Halep at this tournament doing, putting up a great account of herself without a, a head coach. So to speak. right, although Darren was around quite a bit. Right. Okay.
1: <laughs> he was he was he was around quite a bit. But I think that's, and that's I guess what I've always liked, um, and what I resent about the fact that only the WTA has on-court coaching. Yeah. To me, I think it's it's infantilizing and sexist to see that. Oh, well, let me help you win this match. Mm, Come on. Yeah. You no, you, you create point. you. You're, the whole point of being a coach is, it's to get fired one day because you're no longer needed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
3: The optics, unfortunately, of men coming on and kneeling kneeling down and putting a hand on the knee of a woman and telling her what to do, those yeah. optics are unhelpful.
1: And and isn't it interesting that a bunch of the coaches were asked this week about on-court coaching? Sasha Bayan doesn't believe in it. Uh, Patrick Mortogli does. Oh, what a Breaking
3: surprise. Breaking news.
2: <laughs> right. We've got to go to work, everybody. Yeah. So let's get a right. final prediction from Mary as to what we're going to get in the two singles finals.
1: Okay. Well, we we, we don't know who Rafa plays, but I favor him yeah. over Luka Pui or Djokovic only because he's just been playing glistening tennis and he's in. He hasn't dropped a set. He's got a couple of days off. I mean, surely
2: he looks like an animal that hasn't had a meal for about a, a week. Beast. Yeah.
1: Yes. So I'm going to give the the nod. And my predictions are as rubbish as yours, but... Uh, <laughs> you The women's side is... A, I mean, that is... I don't know. I don't know what to think. Again, I... I'm going to give a very slight edge to the 21-year-old Osaka. Yeah.
0: And think, and she'll have I a... Too. I mean,
1: Petra Kvitova is the least booable person on the planet, but... Osaka, the Japanese fans are going to go crazy you're, you're here.
2: You'll be delighted to know I ran a pole vault about this very subject, yes. and, and I asked the people um, who they would be supporting in that final—not yeah. who would win, who would they be supporting—Kvitova, Osaka, or both? And both is winning.
1: Yeah, I it's, a, it's you, a total jump ball. Yeah, they're both very, very likable in yeah. very in all different ways. Catherine
2: actually seems on board with this one.
1: What do you
3: think? Yeah, I mean, do, does that make for a good atmosphere, though, for everybody? If it's one big happy family, loving where uh, you know, everybody want to We want everybody to win. You
1: know. <laughs> there was a guy. <laughs> I I'll I'll do, do want a pie, pie fight. fight. There was a Canadian uh, sportscaster. He used to do the Canadian Open. Real cheese ball, okay? And no matter what happened, what eventuated from any tennis match at the Canadian Open, he would always say, You know who wins? Oh. Tennis wins. Oh, no. <laughs> like, yeah, what about that poor schmuck who just lost? Who yeah. well, de- dare him he to was... go
3: up to Stefanos Tsitsipas to today <laughs> you
1: know. and say
3: those
2: words. Don't worry, Steph. Tennis was the winner.
1: <laughs> Tennis
2: wins. Get out of here. It's such a lovely idea. <laughs> Mary, it's been a thrill, as always, to have brunch with you for the very first it's time here so. in Melbourne. Thank you so much. Anytime, kids.
0: Ready to pop the question?
2: Well, I think when we were with Mary Carrillo over brunch, we were expecting a relatively one sided, straightforward match for Novak Djokovic over Luka Pui, Catherine. But I don't think we were quite expecting six love, six two, six two, I think it was. Um, and it was an hour and 20 minutes, not even that. Um, and it leaves us with Nadal against Djokovic in the final. Which should be amazing, but it was an utter non-event as a match tonight.
3: Yeah, I think um, short-term pain for long, long-term gain. Um, yeah. Because as extraordinary a performance as it was by Djokovic, and I really think it was breathtaking. Um, it was a it was a real disappointment of a of a match and an event. And you know, above anything else, I just want competitive tennis matches i'd happily watch the number 150 playing them 151 um for five sets personally i prefer that rather than rather than a match that feels inevitable from game number two you know similar sentiments to to the nishikori match the other night although you know no no real physical impediment for pui tonight as far as we're aware just i mean Bottom line, a game that doesn't match up at all to Djokovic. I was say, what, what did
2: you think it was that, that led to such a... Well, I mean, Djokovic match.
3: being brilliant, absolutely brilliant, as good as ever yeah. in that performance, I mean, as he- good as I've ever seen him. Now, we haven't seen him really tested, so uh, that I, I'm not saying he is back to absolute peak Djokovic, but that particular performance was as good as I've ever seen, but game styles wise Pui doesn't have any massive weapons he's got good weapons and he's a good mover and a good rallier from the back of the court and he's got some variety but he doesn't have any you know he's not as good a rallier as uh, he's not as good at playing ping pong as Novak Djokovic and he doesn't have quite enough variety to really discombobulate Djokovic and there's just nothing that can throw him off balance or hurt him or Djokovic can just hang tough and choose his moment to to seize, to yeah. pounce, um, and yeah, combine that with a whole lot of nerves.
2: I'm sure. I was going to say, do you think that nerves played a significant part in the lopsidedness of that scoreline, or not?
3: I mean, i i think I think they played a part in him going down early, and no. because he. Didn't really believe that he had the game to beat Djokovic unless Djokovic was having a really bad day. By which point, it was evident that he wasn't. I think that going down early was a fatal wound. Yeah, he, he needed to. He needed to come out of the blocks flying. I don't think the nerves is why he lost the second and third sets, um, but it's why he got himself into the sort of state of mind yeah. which contributed See, to this.
2: See, I, I thought that Djokovic produced a level of tennis here tonight that reminded me very much of his win over Hatchinov at Wimbledon, where, I mean, obviously, on that occasion, Hatchinov is coming in with much greater artillery. He's got this huge game. It was that match I was court-level on in the commentary box for on court number one. And, and, and what... Was in common with that match and also the U.S. Open final when he played Del Potro. And this one was the way the ball was coming off the strings of the racket, the way he was just pinging the ball off, and he was in the U.S. Open final. He made a slow court look fast. The way he hit the ball, uh, he was like out hitting Del Potro. He was out hitting Kachanov. Um, he'd got something extra on on his a whiplash to his strokes. A uh, purity of the contact, I think, and that was the case again today because Puy hit some big shots at him. Puy didn't
3: play badly.
2: No, no, I mean, I, the... I, I agree with you that it was rabbit and headlights in the first four games, which obviously is tough, but he wasn't awful at all. No. You know, it wasn't like he threw in an absolute stinker of a performance. Djokovic was immaculate, and it was.
3: Five unforced errors, I believe, yeah. in three sets, and it
2: was—it really was a response. I can't even remember all five of those. I've no idea whether it's in his mind. I need a response to Nadal. I don't think—I don't know whether you can do that and influence yourself, but I suppose it sharpens your senses, doesn't it? I
3: certainly think that huge roar that he released when he broke in the third set—that was almost yes. I'm going to get this done in straight sets, and
2: I'm there, and I'm, I'm there. Like, you know, I'm not going to have be. a wobble
3: and drop drop an unnecessary set yeah. you know the fact that he's got one fewer days recovery than than nadal that would have been somewhere it's somewhere in in yeah. the recesses of his mind i'm sure i i, I felt like that third set break of serve celebration was one of
2: are you watching rafael y-
3: yeah <laughs> exactly exactly sort of um yeah. it was Yes, I've, I'm going to win this match and make the final, but also I've done this with ruthless efficiency. Hooray.
2: Yeah, I mean, catchy chant. We don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll analyse it tomorrow, I think, have a bit more thought about it, but the the portents, the, the ingredients, are just so appetising, aren't it's they? It's
3: so funny. Djokovic said on the court that he didn't think it could be as long as the 2012 final they played here because of the introduction of the mm. the fifth set tie break. It was seven five in the fifth that match. No, it
2: was. It was it. Yeah. Oh right, yeah. Of course, I'm looking. I was looking at the uh, the Wimbledon match, which yeah. was 10-8 in 10-8 the eight fifth. in the fifth. Yeah, yeah. Of but course the one here,
3: that that tie, <laughs> that tie really? break wouldn't have shortened it one bit.
2: Wow. Yeah. Um, and uh, I did get slightly carried away on Five Live when I gave my report because I, I, I listed, I, I detailed that five hour fifty three minute match, and I said, I said the word, the form they're in at the moment, this one could go longer, and I did think, surely not, <laughs> but you never know, do you? Actually,
3: I mean, just like the women's final, if that match disappoints in some way, I will eat my It'd be a terrible shame something.
2: Uh, let's right, well, well, we'll
3: bit, but can you see it happening?
2: No, no, not if they're both. Can't not, see it being as long as they're both fit. Yeah. You can't imagine them not being in great form because of the form they're in right now. I don't think that you send, when you're that experienced, when you've done it so many times, you know what it takes. They will bring their best unless they're injured. They will bring their best, and we're going to have a fantastic final. Um, we'll analyze it in more detail tomorrow, and we'll give our predictions tomorrow. Uh, I need, I need a, certainly, need twenty-four hours to have a think about it. what do you think about the women's singles Uh final tomorrow because I as the day has gone on I've come to my conclusion on it but I'd be curious to know what yours is
3: I mean I'm sort of tossing a coin here I really think it's that close I'll be gobsmacked if it doesn't go to three but I spoke to Petra Kvitova today and she was staggeringly relaxed Staggeringly, um, and Naomi Osaka last night. In okay, it was last night. You know, I'm sure today she did say in her encore interview when she was asked what she was going to do with her day off, she said, "I'm going to sleep." <laughs> <laughs> and when by the time she made it in to speak to me last night, um, you know, she'd done an awful lot of interviews beforehand. She did suddenly look exhausted. Right. Um, so you know, different circumstances. Kavita had had a night's sleep, but. I was so bowled over by how fresh and relaxed and rejuvenated she looked um, that that has given her the zero point zero one percent edge in my mind. So I'll go yeah. Kvitová in three.
2: Uh, I, I'm going to go Kvitová as well. I, I'm I, I could be convinced actually that it might even be straight sets because of her difference that she she can do something different. To pretty much all the other players because it's a big game but it's also a lefty game and I'm interested to see what Osaka does with that I just hope Osaka is able to dig in from the start and be happy out there and play happy tennis play energetic tennis because there's a chance she may go down quite quite severely for a while if, if Kvitova comes out strong there's always that danger so I just I just hope that Osaka stays with her. Um, I mean, it could go the other way in that Kvitova doesn't doesn't uh, hit her marks, you know, and misses too much. But I just feel like those raking drives of hers, both sides now, I mean, I didn't realise her backhand is just as lethal as it is. You know, I've always thought of her as a forehand player, but actually Jill Krabas, who was with us in commentary the other night, said, no, I, when I played her, I found her backhand more difficult than her forehand. So... Crikey.
3: Well, she's not dropped a set, and she's won eight consecutive finals. Yeah,
2: so. yeah. I, 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 will go. I will go Kvitova, and I'll decide when I fill out the newsletter where whether I'm going to go in two or three sets. Actually, um, space. Yes, the women's doubles final was played tonight. Oh. Sam Stosa winning through with Zhang Shui against Kristina Mladenovic and Tamara Babash Another. I mean, it's straight sets, but another really exciting final. And at the end, they were having rallies that were making Grad matter me just. Gafford in the radio room and loads of other reporters as well because of the sheer nerves and tension that was clearly out there and the way the way that, t- that there were two baseline players hitting a rally down the line and the the go- the person at the net was desperately desperately trying to intercept and couldn't reach the ball and, it, and then and then <laughs> every
3: club doubles player yeah, ever it was yeah. so
2: funny to watch that how it, nervous they were
3: that was such a joyful watch. Yeah. I really like uh, Babos Miladinovic. Um, they're defending champions, but I mean, Sam Stosur becoming a, an Australian Open champion yeah. is so uplifting. Nice isn't stories, it? She's man. had the most horrible time here over yeah. the years, since particularly more so since she became a Grand Slam champion at the U.S. Open eight, seven and a half years ago. Um, so that's wonderful. And there were a good crowd in the Rod Laver And luckily, you know, yeah. they took to the court just after the cool change, as they call it here. And really, it was... It was a, it, the temperature dropped, like, 14 degrees in about 15 minutes. That it was, was extraordinary. amazing. If, uh,
2: seriously... We walked to the tennis today, didn't we? At, at midday, and, and I, it was forty-four degrees Celsius. I was
3: going to pass out upon arrival. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was
2: forty-four degrees. Catherine. Well, we were both not in a great way, frankly, when we got there. It's not a long walk, folks. No. Uh, and then two hours later, having had lunch, I walked out and I thought I'll brave it. And suddenly there was a cool breeze, and it was about. It was. It dropped eleven degrees in nine minutes.
3: It, I mean, <laughs> this That's place ridiculous. has the most ridiculous climate, yeah. Um, but, yeah, there's good crowd in. It was timed nicely, obviously, you know, for Stoza. But also, you know, Zhang Cho, remember that semi final run? Was it semi or quarters? I think it was semis, actually. The semi final run she had here three years quarters, ago, quarters. I think, yeah. um, it was the Kerber year, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, and um, that was a wonderful story at the time because she had so nearly quit tennis. And it emerges that it was actually Sam Stoza that. Persuaded her or played a part in persuading her to remain in the game. So, Zhang Shui probably wouldn't still be out here if it weren't for Sam Stoza, and here they both are um, as Australian Open Doubles champions, and that's
2: marvellous. No, it's great. And I also think because Stoza's had a tough time in singles recently, and a lot of people, including me, have thought. What's in it for her? She's won $17 million. She doesn't need to play the game. Why is she doing it? And again, I always think, who the hell am I to say that about the woman? She's super fit. She loves playing sport. She loves playing tennis. Let her get on with it. But it's nice to see her not have a really another tough defeat, but actually go through the doubles draw. And if you remember back, I mean, she had an awful disease, uh, Lyme's disease, back in about 07. Uh, 06, some, somewhere around there that stopped her playing singles for quite a while and she became the world number one doubles player absolutely stunning doubles player and, and it's great, that's the third of the four she's added now uh, in her career portfolio of, of doubles titles, she just needs the French Open now, and she's reached a couple of finals in that I think too So Well
3: they're on for the uh, calendar slam
2: Yeah, so well done Sam Stosa and well done Zhang Shui, it's a nice story So um, read Matt's Blog, folks. He's written about the juniors today, and I'm excited about I, this. One. I haven't had Chester. He hasn't. I think he's finished it yet. The reason he's not on is because he's currently writing it. Um, but I know that he he went out to try to do that impossible thing of of talent spot a little bit, and yeah, see the the guys who are in the semi-finals and the the, the young women who are in the semi-finals of the of the juniors, and try to get a sense of what it's like trying to work out are these are these the next big things or, or not um, I, I remember interviewing a Maria Sharapova when she was 15 and she said to me I want to be world number one and it was it was so interesting and then I've, I've spoken to other, I spoke to Tatiana Golovan the same year who a lot of people thought would be a better player and you know she struggled to, to, to reach the same heights and got some bad injuries etc um, so Gradmat's gone to do some Talent scouting for you all, and to to yeah give you a sense of what the junior tournament is like. So read Gradbat's diary uh, on our website tennispodcast.net uh, The newsletter will be out as well overnight. So sign up to that. Uh, follow us on Instagram. Tell your mates about the tennis podcast. Tell your mates. Yeah, if you've got mates. Tell your mates. We got loads of mates. You've got those well,
3: we, are, we are sat in a bar alone. We we're are. Sat, we're sat surrounded by no one. I'm Billy. music pumping. Billy doesn't no look mates. like we've got mates.
2: We're mates-less. Uh, anyway, uh, we're, we're delighted you're listening. Thank you for, for listening. And uh, we'll be back with another tennis podcast tomorrow. Brought to you in association with the Telegraph. See you then.
0: Planning for your next trip?